ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. Welcome to 2023 and welcome to The Payoff. I'm Tom. That's Jeff. You know, every five to ten shows, I just get extra amped up for the match we're going to cover. Jeff, this is one. I love this tag team of the Rockers. Um, I mean, I haven't seen this match in forever, but it's regarded as one of their best and and really the one of the best tag team matches you're going to see, um, certainly during this era. And this was just an awesome, awesome Royal Rumble. So many great memories of this show. I actually want to go back and watch this whole show um, at some point soon. I'm super pumped to cover this one. Uh, what about you? What are your thoughts? Why did you want to cover this one? Yeah, so this was actually kind of – so we had another match slated uh, for this week, and we were actually going to do uh, Omega Okada 1 uh, to start New Year with New Japan and Muscle Kingdom and all that other stuff, which we have pushed that back because – <clears throat> was looking at it. This is actually, I you know, credit where credits due here. This is a fan requested match for us. Uh, shout out on Twitter. Uh, this is from Leochi's Leosi's Corner. Fanny loves tweeting at us, and we, we love hearing from our fans, of course. And so, um, and this is what we do. If we hear from you, and there's a match that we're like, holy shit, we forgot about this one, or we just didn't have this on our list. That is this match. And so, um, this was kind of the rockers that really uh, a high point at this, you know, in this point in your career. And so, um, um, covering this one, I after I kind of was looking at this match a little bit. We decided, or you know, I decided, like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna slate this one. So I think it was literally just a couple days ago where I was like, hey, we're switching it up, and so we're gonna do this match instead because after I started kind of looking at, okay, this is there's something special here. Like this is actually a pretty good match, and so um, also like what better than to you know start the new year, of course, with uh some of the rockers here, you know. Tom's favorite over there, Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty. Uh, we, we actually don't have a Shawn Michaels match scheduled for a little bit here, and so we had to kind of get this one in here uh, to have some good stuff here. So, yeah, I, I, I too, again, with you, other than you know, the reading I've done a little bit here and prepping for the match, like I think we'll see something pretty special. Yeah, we've, we've really hyped this one up, but I, I think it's going to be pretty awesome. So I'm looking forward to it. And uh, if it's okay with you, Jeff, let's get right into the build. Oh, it's time for the build. So 1991 Royal Rumble, and we're, we're kicking off Royal Rumble season with this one. Uh, we've got uh, a couple really good Rumble matches coming up. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to cover it. Yeah, 91 is an interesting year. So 93 we went to the winner getting the title shot. 92 was Flair winning the title. So that was kind of a special, unique one. So 91 is actually the last year where it wasn't the automatic championship. However, 
the winner did end up getting the title uh, match. So it, 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 you wonder why they didn't just connect the dots and, and put that together before, because it, it, it would have made things, you know, during the show, I guess, a little bit more interesting. Right. Um, I got to tell you, man, this is, uh, and I'll get into the reviews, so it's not just me, but this is just one of my favorite pay-per-views ever. Um, Mm -hmm. Loved it. Just a lot happening. And, um, I mean, Jeff, the match we're going to cover, Meltzer called it the best match on pay-per-view since Steamboat Savage. Right. Okay. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, I doubt anyone listening to this was bothered by the Sergeant Slaughter stuff. I know some were at the time, but man, that guy had heel heat. Yep. And do I want to see that happen the next time there's a terrorist attack that we have a character on Raw that is from there? No, I, I don't. So, you know, a lot of things are different in society. But in that moment, I mean, it was just really... I mean, it it worked. So anyway, so worked, we can yep. show off with the match we're going to cover. I mean, it's kind of like the WCW cruiserweights. So just throw great tags out there and, and have a great tag team match to open the show. Um, Boss Man would defeat the Barbarian. 15 minutes. Then we got the title match of Sergeant Slaughter defeating the Ultimate Warrior. And, and again, the famous uh, Scepter from Savage. He interferes. Cost Warrior the match. We're going to get Warrior and Savage at WrestleMania. We're going to get Slaughter and Hogan at WrestleMania. Uh, The Royal Rumble sets WrestleMania up. WrestleMania 7, for me, was it's one of my all-time favorite shows to the point where, like, and I've asked you this question before, but, like, if you could go attend any show, like, go back in history and be front row to any show, that's up there for me. I just just love that show. Um, Mountie would defeat Coco Beware in nine minutes. DiBiase and Virgil would defeat Dusty and Dustin Rhodes in a tag match in 10 minutes. Really fun, right? And then you had a great Royal Rumble with Hogan last defeating or last eliminating the Earthquake. Keep in mind, Earthquake and Hogan had a, really a year-long feud even after um, Royal Rumble leading into WrestleMania. Hogan was beating Earthquake in um, stretcher matches. So these guys had like a year-long feud, which, you know, mm-hmm. again, you listen to any of the old-timers, they'll tell you that, uh, that you know, whoever was working Hogan was making the most money other than Hogan. So that was a prime spot for uh, for Earthquake to be. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just a really, really fun show. You know, Jeff, you go through the names that were in this Rumble. I mean, I won't go through all of them, but, like, Bret Hart, Undertaker, you know, Hogan, Jake Roberts, Bulldog, The Model, you know, Nasty Boys, Legion of Doom, Earthquake. I mean, you know, you go through all these and it's it's just, it's awesome, man. It is absolutely incredible. So anyways, great stuff, uh, but I'll, I'll kick it to you. And again, I actually, I didn't even say it. Um, January 19th, 91, we're in Miami, Florida, Miami Arena, Packed house, 16,000 there. So, uh, again, just love this show. But talk about this uh, this tag match. Yeah, so this one, again, kind of opening the card, actually, on this one. Um, but you had – really, the Rockers were um, – I say, like – I ain't even using the standard tag team, but they were a rising tag team. 
Um, they had the, at this point, this was behind them was the, what we'll call the non-win-win of the title belts at the house show in Fort Wayne, Indiana, which they weren't actually credited for. And so that kind of, you know, goes back to that. And so, uh, yeah. And so, you know, kind of deal with that. And so, you know, we, we had that. And of course the behind the scenes, was it Brett? Was it, you know, who knows, but, um, you know, so always going to have that kind of out there in the air and so but uh tag team we have not talked about ever before the orient express on the show here first time welcome 2023 to the payoff and so um they actually had at time what would have been considered a a fairly long feud with the rockers um actually starting at wrestlemania 6 for those of you remember where you had they were um the Orient Express was uh, Victoria via count out. Actually, it was actually he threw salt in Janetti's eyes on this one. And so um, and they really continued to feud on and off for I mean, this is January of 91. And like there was a long feud that was going on in this one. And so a uh, little bit of background on the Orient Express. So like this is like kind of our first time talking about them on the show here. Of uh it was actually SummerSlam. Uh they only had Two pay-per-view appearances, and this was uh, Tanaka and Sato uh, of this tag team. And so the Orient Express was actually a couple different people, and so the mask kind of, we're going to see, it was actually somebody else in this one. And so it was actually SummerSlam 1990 where they defeated Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, and uh, Nikola, Nik- well, I'll say it, Nikolai Volkov. Uh, and then they also were part of the Sergeant Slaughter-led team, the Mercenaries as well, too. So kind of their only... Um, uh, times on pay-per-view as the two of them. Saito actually decided to leave uh, WWE, WWF at this point, uh, but they still wanted the tag team as we used to do back then. So they actually gave, um, who was Paul Diamond, uh, formerly a bad company, reuniting actually with Tanaka. They gave him the mask in order to conceal the fact that he was not um, Asian. And so, again, probably wouldn't get away with that nowadays. And so, um, but... Uh, you know, it's kind of changing the name up as well, too. These guys actually only had two matches as well, too. Of course, this match that we're about to cover, and then another match actually against the New Heart Foundation um, of Jimmy Allen Nightheart and Rocket Owen Hart. Um, it was actually the following Royal Rumble in 1992. And so um, coming into this match, though, you had the Rockers as the faces and the Orient Express as the heels on this one. So just to set that up a little bit. And so um, that's it. Like I said, a long feud, a lot of different matches. Like, you know, we, we have to go back and check out that wrestlemania six moment as well too that kind of got this kicked off but uh overall yeah that uh it's kind of how we got here and i think it's interesting opening the card on this one we'll talk about that as we're kind of watching the match and my thoughts on uh how, where it stacks in the ratings of kind of opening matches but yeah uh that's all, that's all i got for now yeah man we got so much to cover here uh six minute mark royal rumble 1991 six minute mark royal rumble 1991 Jeff, are you ready? Let's do it. All right. It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. Royal Rumble time and the SRO sides went out early. Holy cow, I'm telling you, I've never seen more radio athletes in my life. And I want you to check these two guys out here. They were back there. We got the mask on uh, Paul Diamond. Yeah. Man, Mr. Fuji as well, too. Uh, yeah. We gotta listen to yep. the music.
you know, matching, matching outfits. Looking great. Um, yeah. I, you know, these were some of my favorite outfits of theirs too. They were just absolutely. Look at the, the crowd going nuts. Everybody's on their feet. Look at them. Best just cheering for them. But yeah, what a, what a great, uh, I mean, they're, they're going nuts for them. So you had both the, the rockers up on the far turnbuckles and then the dumping Janetti uh, over it. And so now they're both uh, taking out Michaels at this point. Yep. Let me, uh, God, this is just going to be fun to watch. Uh, a little super kick there from Marty. Yep. I figured it would be appropriate to go through uh, some uh, some of the top rockers matches. Of course. So their last match together, at least that was, you know, televised and documented, uh, was in November of 91. So keep in mind, this is January 91. By the end of the year, they'd be they'd be split up. Man, two dives to the outside. Awesome. Looking great, yep. Place going nuts. Yeah, their final match, at least we have documented here, was against the uh, Nasty Boys. But, man, you go back and you look at just like – I mean, they they wrestled everyone. You know, mm-hmm. ton of matches with the Hart Foundation, <clears throat> Rougeos, and the Brain Busters, and – I mean, you know, these guys, Haku and the Barbarian. I mean, just awesome, awesome matches. Now, according to Cage Match, the this is the second best Rockers match ever. The top-rated one that had a quarter star more was Arn and Tali, so the Brain Busters against the yep. Rockers. Yep. So, but, you know, some of the other top matches, uh, a couple against the Hard Foundation – uh, one from, gosh, what was this? Probably the yeah, yeah, AWA, um, Haku the Barbarian. So, yeah, I mean, just, God, these guys. And, again, there's probably a ton of matches, you know, that it, it's interesting, too, because, like, you know, a lot of these guys will tell you, oh, well, you know, our best match ever was, and they'll just enter, you know, some random house show. So it's like, you know – you just wonder like how many great matches and it, it's true of everyone, not just these guys, but how many great matches, you know, were never even filmed. Yeah, um, yeah. But oh, man, these guys were great. I, you know, obviously it all worked out, but it's like, you could have kept them together another year or two. And I, I would have been happy to just, you know, continue watching them as a tag. And, you know, we've, we've talked about it on here before Jeff, but like what could have been, I mean, the rivalry, these two should have had following yeah. You know, I know it's the, oh, well, the Marty Jannetty of a tag team when they break up or even when they're together. But the reality is, is that if, you know, if Marty, you know, was able to stay out of trouble and they would have been able to come up with a little bit of a gimmick or something for him. I mean, these two would have had just an incredible rivalry and they could have both been huge stars. So it's not that, oh, one person had to be the star. It's it was more, you know, the personal demons because. I mean, these guys both had it. So, anyways, I think to uh, before I think to your point too. I think not only like the Rockers, but a lot of these wrestlers. Like this is when they were doing three hundred and twenty, thirty days on the road, and so and they were always out there, and so. I think that there was probably, especially the Rockers, we do, we hear about all these like matches, like house show matches, like you said, where it was just phenomenal. And I think it kind of speaks to not only Sean's work ethic, but Marty's as well, too. Like these guys, 
it didn't matter if it was a house show. It didn't matter, you know, what it was. If it was some gymnasium somewhere, they were going out there and they were working hard every single match and trying to put on the best that they could. And so I think that speaks a lot to just their work ethic um, and kind of what they did. Of course, I know over the years discussed that, you know, do the rockers, does, you know, deserve a spot in the hall of fame. I know that's something Marty wants, you know, we are advocates for that as well too. And so, um, yeah, right now they're really putting on a clinic at this point, great tag team wrestling at the, the tags and, and Sean kind of coming off of the, uh, off the top rope at this point you got some kind of i say rest holds or just some kind of submission holds at this point kind of keeping the ring cut off and the guys on the mat and so yeah it's it really just speaks to and at this point too i feel like you know before the breakup and you know maybe this is when there was a little less animosity between the guys as well too i know marty's talked to us about they had some really good times on the road and being together and i you know i think this is where we were in the heart of that where they were they were so sicked up and they were putting on uh, just some of the best work possible who were your i mean let's let's you know not just during this era but in general like who were your favorite tag teams um i i always remember wanting the legion of doom pads i didn't know about the behind the scenes stuff and the new japan stuff or anything but i always thought the presentation of the legion of doom was just absolutely super cool um i I, for whatever reason like i always connect with i thought part of this was just the name earthquake and typhoon were just a great tag team like you know the 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 splash is the finisher like you know um just kind of like no their presentation wasn't crazy but i thought that it was just like their um you know how they were presented and stuff like that it was just very excuse me very cool um i remember you know um I remember being a, a somewhat of a fan of the nasty boys too, I, because they were just like so crazy and like frantic yeah. and they weren't, they, they, there was a very different style to a lot of these wrestlers, which I thought was just, it, it was very cool. And so, yeah, it was the era of like, if you had a job, you could be a wrestler type thing, but also like very different presentations on a lot of for the rockers are um, super high knee there from Michaels, which is great. And then, and then the Nancy boys, I thought were a little bit more brutal. But those are some of the ones I really, uh, and I will always and forever be a fan of bushwhackers as well, too. Can't forget about the bushwhackers. So yeah. Hard foundation demolition. You know, I love Legion of doom as well. Rockers. I just, you know, I, this era of tag team wrestling, it just to me doesn't get any better than it uh, ever. Yep. You know, now look, I mean, if you turn on Young Bucks and FTR now, are they having incredible matches? Yes. What I'm saying though yep. is like the colorfulness of these teams, like, I mean, the matching outfits and the mannerisms and the entrance music. I mean, you know, Demolitions music, LODs, the Rockers, you know, how good the Hard Foundation were of kind of a, you know, two completely different guys versus two guys that look the same like Sean and Marty. Like, man, it's just, I I love this era of tag team wrestling. And it's not that every match was great, but it was just, I mean, it was so much fun. And they were true tag teams and they stayed together for a really long time. And they were just two singles guys thrown together. But yeah, I mean, I love it. Now, that being said, I mean, there's, I feel like there's some great tag team wrestling now, but hell, Mm -hmm. for I mean, it felt like for a good 10 to 15 year period, tag team wrestling was just completely dead. And like, I mean, 
it was cringeworthy to go back and look at some of those like Raw and SmackDown only pay per views and like yeah. tag team champions were of each, like just horrible. But you know, Vince didn't like tag team wrestling, so nope. now nope. I mean, you know, the Usos are. I, I think they're fantastic. I think. I mean, it feels like every match they're in is just excellent. You know, AEW yeah, has great tag team wrestling as well. Yeah, well, and I think back to it, kind of just a weird observation as we're kind of naming off some of these tag teams. I feel like in recent years we've also we've seen that just the tag teams get thrown together, um, which it happens more times than not. And we always talk about like, oh, they don't have their music or they don't have like the look together or anything like that. Think back to some of these big tag teams, like the Rockers. Like even you, like we stopped to listen to the Rockers music and they look the same. You feel like the British Bulldogs had the same look. Even the Heart Foundation, you know, with the uh, the Sings and stuff like that, which was always a good look. The Mega Powers had the matching trunks for a while there, like, you know. And so I think at LOD with the pads and stuff like that, I think that that makes such a difference in the presentation, like it's something so little, like giving them matching attire, like um, that really helps to get them over. We got great tag team wrestling here as I, uh, at this point. So yeah, kind of reversal. Well, Sean, uh, Sean, the just rockers. Did, Sean just did a moonsault. Yes. And so trying to, to wrap or kind of uh, throw them into each other in the center of the ring, but these guys, Oh boy, just great. Backflips, drop kicking them. Yeah. I fly in. Marty disappears on the far side of the ring with Ross body. Michael's on the front on the hard side and this side of the hard cam as well, too. High flying. These guys are all over the place. This is great. It's excellent. Look at look at the fans too, just losing their minds for him. Rightfully so, but yeah. Good stuff. Good wrestling. And right back to some a little bit of Matt wrestling there, too. Just great in-ring, all this stuff. But anyway, when I put a bow on what I said, like, spend a little bit extra time with your tag teams. Like, even, like, the New Day, like, you know, they have the same look. The Usos obviously have the same look. But then also, like, you know, just put a little bit of effort into making us be invested in these tag teams. Remember, it was a big deal when, like, you know, Kyrie Sane and Asuka got, like, matching outfits and music. And so, uh, but even that, yeah, okay, we're going to team Asuka. Oscar and Alexa Bliss. It's like they couldn't be any further from what a tag team stands for because they just they don't ha- like they come out separate. Like I think that's one of the worst things you can do with a tag team is they come out separate. Like how is that supposed to get me over? I think at the time when FTR left as the revival, like they were dead on of like tag team. There was just no focus on tag team wrestling in WWE. It was bad, and we got to meet them. They're a really nice guy. I think they're incredibly smart in the ring. If you remember when you and I got to visit the performance center for the day, like. It was um, one of them was actually one of the ones that gave like the final speech of like why wrestling is important and supporting their family and all this other stuff. And so they're very committed to the sport and and, and entertaining. And so, um, you know, I think that's just kind of like it, when you're doing that and you're that invested in it, we get invested in that, too. And so and even this, you, you're invested for moment one, like we play the rockers music. And how can you not be excited about that music as soon as you hear it? it's like it's like certain riffs like the warrior music or Hogan, like you just get excited as soon as you hear that music. Music hit. 
man, really, really good wrestling. Fuji with that cane. I always, as a kid, I was oh, yeah. so dangerous, like completely selling it, of course. I always thought that the uh, tennis racket. Yeah. Like, yep. And Cornette. Yep. Absolutely. So, so you got Michaels now kind of getting cut off from the ring uh, at this point and kind of getting uh, beat up a little bit. So I assume we're building toward the hot tag at this point now. So this is one too. We're, we're kind of halfway through this match right now. I think it's something for us to think about after this. Of course, Brett and Owen being the, uh, you know, the the pinnacle of an opening card match. Um, this one so far, I, I don't know if it exceeds it necessarily, but I, I think that, um, I guess, what are your thoughts on if you ain't last, you go first type mentality that we've heard over the years with wrestling? Is that where you want to be too? I think it's completely true. And I think it's even more so now than ever before, because, you know, it, it, it's the, the main event in the last slot. I just think we're, you know, back in the day and especially like the WWF, it was, a lot of those were like one match cards, you know, it was Hogan and Savage at WrestleMania and then a bunch of other shit, you know, now it's like, I feel like these cards have six matches and all six have been hyped up and all six have the opportunity to steal the show. So I think the main events a lot less important now than ever before. And yeah, I think the first match out, you get a hot crowd and why not? It's interesting. Meltzer called this the best paper WWF pay-per-view event ever. Now, granted, there weren't a ton at that point, but you know, you probably 10 or 15 that they have done at this point. You know, you've done uh, you know, uh, let's see, you've done six WrestleManias, couple Survivor Series, couple SummerSlams. So yeah, you know, it's I mean, this is like I said, this was it's how highly regarded this was. Um, this won the best match poll by a mile. Um, yes. Yep. I saw that too. Yeah. Obviously, and then almost everyone, ninety percent, had thumbs up on the show. So, yeah, just a, a really well regarded show. Um, you know, it's interesting. We we're I saw Jake the Snake involved, and you know Hulk Hogan. Obviously, a couple weeks ago on Jake's podcast, he was talking about. And he's mentioned this before, but you know he was supposed to have a big feud with Hulk Hogan, um, and it and it didn't happen. You know, there were a variety of reasons why. I mean, it, you know, which which he obviously gets into. But I just thought it was interesting that, you know, again, if you were Togan, like Earthquake did this particular year, yeah, um, dude, you were you were a made man. Like, oh, yeah. was, they, like the way the timing of the Jake thing worked out, it could have been him and Hogan headlining WrestleMania eight, if you can believe that. Yep. So it's just, it's interesting, you know, and, and Jake ended up doing the Savage thing and, you know, they kind of blew that off quickly and Savage went on to win the title. But um, yeah, it's just, you know, look, there's obviously skills involved in this business, but there's also some luck and timing and, you know, what, what could have happened and just very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. This is one Marty's begging for the hot tag here. You got Michaels who's just been kind of getting choked out we checked his arms a couple times here uh we're gonna want you may want to hit the sound when we get the hot tag here because i i, I like it, michael's gonna get worked over here for about six seven minutes i feel like um and the ring just kind of cut off at this point too so yeah it'd be interesting to see how they handle this here yep um yeah i'm with you absolutely i think it's just one of those where um it's just interesting absolutely well, I, I'm going to mix uh, Royal Rumble trivia in for these Royal Rumble matches. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Who's won the most Royal Rumbles ever? 
won the most. Uh, I should know this, but um, I don't know. Steve Austin with three. Three. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. Now we've had eight people, which is crazy to think about. Eight people have won two. Okay. Uh, Edge. Yep. John Cena. Yep. Um, Batista. Yep. Triple H would be yep. one. Um, did I say Orton? Did Orton win? That would Two? be – that's number five. You got five. Okay. Uh, I can't think of anybody two, it's two. It's funny. You got five of eight. Two of the three left are obvious that you're going to kick yourself for not knowing. Brock. That's number six. Oh, shit. Two okay. left that are both obvious that I can't believe you didn't get. I, I can't. I, that's where I'm at right now. Who else? Hogan and uh, Shawn Michaels. Oh, fuck. Yeah, duh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Should have <laughs> known that. We yep. got the hot tag now. All right. Here we go. Hot takes coming up. We had Michaels kind of avoiding. Uh, what presence of mind by Shawn Michaels to pull that one off. They are already the loud as hell. Drop kicks there. That's okay. Like, yeah. I mean, just awesome stuff. Awesome. That was it. And uh, London's a big dude. Like Marty got him around with some ease on that power slam. That was impressive. Like, yeah. What are it's the a Mar- three, quite the pop? Three, yeah. What are the three places to produce the most Royal Rumble winners? Like venues? No, numbers. Like, what number did they come out? Oh, interesting. Uh, I think, isn't it usually in the teens? I feel like 16 or 17 is is the number that I've seen recently. I forget. Or maybe 13. I forget. 27, 28, and 30 have the most winners. Really? Wow. Okay. So, it, it does benefit to come in late. Okay. 1 and 24 each have three. With Ray and, uh, yeah, I forget who else were the first ones. Edge was one. Ed, Edge, yep. Flair? No. No, Flair was three. Okay. Benoit was one in 2004. Okay, got it. Yep. Edge and Benoit are the only two to win at one. Mysterio won at two. Yes, okay, got Which it. Which anyone would tell you is the same as one because they come out at the same time. Right, yeah. Don't let that fool you. That was still remarkable what he was able to do. Oh, jeez! So if you're gonna if you're gonna have Cody win the Rumble, yep. Does he come out at one thirty or somewhere in the middle? Uh, I would think get him out there maybe like at twenty twenty five something like that because that way you can. Um, I don't. Not to say that he doesn't have the stamina to go sixty plus minutes. I think that that way he comes in, you get, you see him get a little bit of action in. You know, he dumps maybe like you know two, three people, has a face off with Seth. Seth gets dumped out by somebody else, and then Cody kind of runs the table, you know, with everybody else. And there we go. So after all that, just one on the one. 
How did these guys never get the title? Seriously, man. Look how over they are. They sold more. Great job with Piper on commentary. Good stuff. Okay. Fantastic. All right. Let's get into the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. What'd you think? Better than I expected. I'm glad uh, we got that recommendation because that was one match I'm glad we didn't sleep on. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. It's just great, great rockers. What's not to love about them? You know, I was, they were flying all over the place. That was really nice. And so, yeah, just really good stuff uh, coming out of the rockers. And so this one though, um, of course, as we all know, does not have the happy ending, unfortunately. And so um, it was actually after teaming for what was the better part of five, six years. Uh, we know that come it, you know, while the start of 91 started strong, end of 1991, uh, not so strong. So, of course, the uh, early December 91, uh, the famous, of course, barbershop spot, as we all know it, Um taking place and then the breakup of the rockers and so uh, we all know we all know that one i've seen that one before so we're familiar with that and so actually the orient express actually you had a, a, a previous team reforming and so and kind of coming back there was some and they had some six-man tag matches actually at some house shows but then again sato leaving again very early um or only after a couple of matches and stuff like that you had guys like Tanaka actually leaving in February of 92. So he was around for another year after this one. And Paul Diamond just never really, never really took off. And so after this, and so, um, I, you know, of course, wrestling is mass, but then also I forgot wrestling is Max Moon as well, too, for a little while there. And so, uh, but the gimmicks just never really taking off or turning into anything. So, um, and this match, Tom has already said, uh, so PWI on this one, of course, you had, uh, Sean at 37, Marty at 57, Kato at 163, Tanaka at 147. Uh, the newsletter on this one, of course, as we already said, this was the best WWF pay-per-view match since the 1987 Ricky Steamboat versus Randy Savage match at WrestleMania 3. While not constant action, it was mainly action with the Rockers providing many exceptional moves. Clearly, uh, clearly Michaels is one of the most talented individuals inside of the business right now. Four stars. Uh, hopefully this Michaels kid has what it takes to make it in the industry back in 1991. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. But uh, Tom, uh, you know, just really good stuff on that. I had one other review that I kind of read uh, that I wanted to share on this one, just from this um, is this was an outstanding tag match full of excitement, great tag work from both sides and an awesome finish. It was one of the first great tag matches in Sean's legendary career. The selling displayed by Michaels was tremendous, which is something he later built into it. It built his career around and when, Marty tagged in the fans were so loud for it. Everything after the tag or everything after that was tag team wrestling perfection. It looks so smooth. The Orient Express worked well as a tag team and they were the perfect match for the high energy rockers team. So Tom thoughts. I loved it, man. I, I, I mean, home run, great tag team match. Uh, you know, again, 
should have been champions. They're over, place going nuts. This was peak rockers. Um, I, I'll put this at an eight and a half because I, I okay. think yeah. it's, you know, it's a great match. It's about the rockers. It's about tag teams during this era. Um, it's about this show. It's about the crowd. Yeah, I think this is just fantastic. What about you? I have it in an eight, actually. I think that like it's almost impressive in this era to see so much high-flying action, but also like that was the Rockers. And so we shouldn't be surprised. There were some big bumps on this one, too. Like they were flying all like especially the stuff to the outside. Like we had started with the suicide dives. You had the the crossbodies off of the the top rope to the outside. You had Michaels that even just getting dumped when they were going for a move and stuff like that from like the top rope to the outside. And so uh did not a not a just a cake in the or you know a, a walk in the park type of match. And so um I was really impressed with just the work that they put into this one. And so yeah hard to not give it uh hard hard to give this one a, a bad score because it was so good. So I'm an eight on this one. Yeah. Good man. Well, this was a lot of fun. Yes, of course. We want to remind everybody, start the new year, a little extra cash in your pocket, whatever you might be doing. Of course, our two sponsors, don't forget about manscaped.com using our promo code there. That is payoff. It gets you 20% off and free shipping. And then, of course, True Classic Tees, use our promo code payoff25 there, 25% off everything that's in your cart. So, Tom, let's send them home happy and start the new year right. All right, man. Well, we're going to have a great 2023. This was a phenomenal way to kick it off. Jeff, as always, great job picking the matches. Yes. And we'll see you next week on an all-new episode of The Panel.